ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أيها الذين آمنوا تقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار مرحبا بكم جميعا اهلا وسهلا tonight is the first class of the explanation of the 40 hadith of al-imam al-nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala and this book or compilation by al-imam al-nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala is widely accepted amongst the muslims and this here is an indication that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he gave success to imam an-nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala regarding this tremendous work for within it is the sunnah of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the revelation from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he mentioned ala inni utitu alkitab wa mithlahu ma'a that indeed i have been given the book and it's like along with it the book is the quran the book of allah the speech of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is not created and that which the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has been given as similar to the quran is the sunnah meaning from the aspect of it being revelation from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
as Allah Azza wa Jal He mentions about the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَمَا يَنْتِكُ عَنِ الْهَوَى إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيُ يُوحَى And he doesn't speak from his desires. It is only revelation that is revealed to him. So that which has been conveyed to us from the Prophet wasallam. it is revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is upon us to follow that which Allah Azza wa Jal has revealed. Because Allah Azza wa Jal, He sent the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with guidance. He sent the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with guidance. So this collection of the 40 hadith of Al-Imam An-Nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala it is a collection of narrations that entail principles of the religion fundamental principles of the deen and Al-Imam An-Nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala In putting forth this work It is a work that teaches The Muslims The religion of Islam And that which is related to them On a daily basis When you look at these narrations You see how These narrations are connected to The everyday life of the Muslim And as we know Alhamdulillah Islam is our way of life. Our connection with Allah Azza wa Jal is something that we have within the masjid, outside of the masjid, in all situations. The Muslim is to be mindful of Allah. The Muslim is to be mindful of the duties and the responsibilities that Allah Azza wa Jal has placed upon him. So these narrations entail these affairs. And the origin of the 40 hadith of Imam Anawi rahimahullah ta'ala was a compilation by Ibn As-Salah. Ibn As-Salah. He is Abu Amr Uthman Ibn Abdul Rahman. He was well known by Ibn As-Salah. And he had compiled about 26 narrations. So Imam Anawi rahimahullah ta'ala, he took these 26 narrations and then added more narrations to the 26 until they reached the number of 42. Also, you have Al-Hafiz Ibn Rajab Rahimahullah Ta'ala He had added 8 more narrations To the 42 uh, narrations And made them 50 in number And they are narrations again That consist of the everyday life of the Muslims Dealing with matters of ahkam And dealing with matters of adab Matters of rules and regulations 
and that which is connected to the morals and the manners of the Muslims. For the Prophet Wasallam, when Allah sent him to mankind, the Prophet Wasallam came to rectify four affairs. Number one, the creed, the aqidah. The Prophet ﷺ came to teach the people how to believe correctly. Secondly, al-ibadah. The Prophet Muhammad ﷺ came to teach the people how to properly worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thirdly, al-akhlaq. The Prophet ﷺ, he came to demonstrate to the people the proper mannerisms that one is to observe. And lastly, al-mu'amala, the dealings, the transactions, how the Muslim is to be when it comes to dealings and transactions. And all of this you find in the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, and these narrations entail those four affairs. Also from... The benefits of the 40 hadith We find That which the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Has been given And that is Jawa'ul Kalam As the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He stated Bu'ithtu Bi Jawa'ul Kalam I have been sent With the comprehensive speech and what is meant by the comprehensive speech is that the Prophet ﷺ was given the ability to speak with few words. However, these few words have vast meaning. And for this, you find that these narrations that have been mentioned by Imam An-Nawi rahimahullah ta'ala, you find many, many, many benefits. Within one narration 10, 20, 30 benefits from one narration And this is from the signs of prophethood The Prophet ﷺ mentioned that he was given By Allah the comprehensive speech And when we study the words of the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, We see the truthfulness of that which the Prophet ﷺ, he said that he was given the comprehensive speech. As for Imam An-Nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala, then much can be said about him, for he is one of the scholars from the scholars of Al-Islam, who has benefited the Muslims with the likes of this work here, also that which is well known, Riyadh al-Salihin, and his book dealing with al-Athqar, and other than that, from the works of al-Imam al-Nawi rahimahullah ta'ala. And he was one who was diligent when it came to the study of the religion, and the practice of the religion, and educating the people about the religion. And perhaps after we finish, bi ta'ala, meaning the book, 
we can go back and deal with the biography of Imam An-Nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala in detail. Imam An-Nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala, he begins by saying, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Imam An-Nawawi, he begins with Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All of the praise is due to Allah, the Lord of the creation. Beginning with the hamd, the praise for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is the methodology that we find in the Quran as well as in the writings of the scholars, past and present, as well as in the speeches and sermons. And at the head of the scholars, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, for he is the greatest of the teachers. And we see throughout the Sunnah where the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam will begin his words with praising Allah subhanahu wa taala. Also, that which we find the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam beginning with is. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim also so you find this either people beginning their speech with Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim or beginning one speech with Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alamin or praising Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala and some of the ulama they have mentioned that when one is writing then one should begin with Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. As the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when he sent a letter to Heraclius calling him to Islam, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam began with Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Min Muhammadin Abdillahi wa Rasulihi ila Herakla Azim al Rum. Salamun ala man attaba al Huda. أَمَّا بَعْدْ فَإِنِّي أَدْعُوكَ بِدِعَايَةِ الْإِسْلَامِ أَسْلِمْ تَسْلِمْ يُعْتِكَ اللَّهِ أَجْرَكَ مَرَّتَيْنِ فَإِنْ تَوَلَّيْتَ فَإِنَّ عَلَيْكَ إِثْمَ الْأَرِيسِيِّينَ The narration is in the Sahih of Imam Bukhari. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he began his letter with Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim in the name of Allah, the most merciful, the bestower of mercy. And this letter is from Muhammad, the servant of Allah, and his messenger to Heraclius, the great one of the Romans. Peace be upon the one who follows the guidance. As to what follows, indeed, I call you with the call of Islam. I call you. With the call of Islam, accept Islam and you will be safe. And Allah will give you your reward double-fold. But if you turn away, then upon you is your sin and the sin of the people who follow you. So here, the Prophet ﷺ began the letter with Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. And he's writing to one of the kings of the dunya at that time, 
Heraclius. Also, during the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, the Prophet ﷺ said to the writer, Uqtu Bismillahi Rahman Rahim. Write in the name of Allah, the most merciful, the bestower of mercy. Write in the name of Allah, the most merciful, the bestower of mercy. And then we find in the speeches, we have the Khutbatul Haja, the sermon of need, where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would say, إِنَّ الْحَمْدَ لِلَّهِ نَحْمَدُهُ وَنَسْتَعِينُهُ وَنَسْتَغْفِرُهُ to the end. Indeed, the praise is for Allah. We praise Him, we seek His help, and we seek His forgiveness. And in the third situation, the ulama they mention is when you combine between both. When you combine between both the basmala and the hamdala. The statement, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, it means that all of the praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of the praise is due to Allah. And why is Allah Azza wa Jal to be praised? Number one, Allah Azza wa Jal is entitled to all praise because He has the most beautiful names and the lofty attributes. Allah is to be praised due to who He is, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is Al-Aleem. Allah is Al-Sameer. Allah is Al-Basir. Allah Azza wa Jal, He is Al-Kareem. Allah Azza wa Jal, He is Al-Qawi. Allah, Allah has the beautiful names, the most beautiful of names. As-Salam, Al-Mutakabbir. Allah has the most beautiful names. And these names entail the greatest and the most lofty of attributes. Allah Azza wa Jal is the all-knowing, the all-seeing, the all-hearing. Allah Azza wa Jal is the all-wise. Allah Azza wa Jal is capable of doing all things. So Allah Azza wa Jal is perfect. And Allah Azza wa Jal is free from any errors or defects. Allah Azza wa Jal is free from any shortcomings. Everything about Allah Azza wa Jal is perfect and complete. So for this reason, Allah Azza wa Jal is to be praised. And He is entitled to all praise. The second reason why Allah Azza wa Jal is entitled to be praised is due to that which He has favored us with, of the ni'm, of the bounties and the blessings. And this is whether the ni'm are diniyya or dunyawiyya. Because the blessings from Allah are two types. Ni'matun diniyyatun wa ni'matun dunyawiyyatun. You have the religious blessings, like being a Muslim. This is a religious blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And not just being a Muslim, but being an upright Muslim. It's a religious blessing. Being one who prays five times a day, being one who fasts during Ramadan. These are blessings from Allah. These are ni'm from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah azza wa jal blessing you to be a person who loves the Qur'an. You read the Qur'an much. Or you may be a one who has memorized the entire Qur'an. That's a ni'mah from Allah. Allah blesses you to make hajj, to make umrah. This is a ni'mah from Allah. These are religious blessings. And then you have the worldly blessings, like good health, like a lawful 
good job which you earn a lawful and honest living which take care of your worldly affairs. You're financially stable. This is from the worldly blessings. You come from a good family. This is from the worldly blessings. You live in a, a safe environment. This is from the worldly blessings. So due to these blessings that Allah Azawajal has bestowed upon us, and they are many, Allah Azawajal is deserving of all praise. Allah Azawajal, He is the Lord of the creation. We say Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Allah Azawajal is the Lord of the creation. Ar-Rabb, Allah is the Lord, meaning the one who creates. Allah is the one who gives life. Allah is the one who causes death. Allah is the one who provides and sustains the creation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the one who cultivates the creation. And the word Rabb, it is connected to the word At-Tarbiyah. At-Tarbiyah, the word Rabb is connected to the word At-Tarbiyah. Yani Allah huwa ladhi yurabbi ibadahu. He is the one who cultivates His servants. And the cultivation of Allah Azawajal is a general cultivation. Then you have the specific cultivation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And throughout the Qur'an, when Allah Azawajal, He mentions the dua of the Anbiya and the Rusul and the righteous, many times you find that the word that is used is Rabb. Rabbana, our Lord. O Lord and the likes. And the scholars they say the reason why this term is used in calling upon Allah as a because Allah is the cultivator. So we call upon Him by that description of being the one who cultivates. And the best cultivation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the religious cultivation. That Allah as a he cultivates his servants upon the deen of Islam. Following the way of the prophets and the messengers, and specifically the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah azawajal is the Lord of all creation. Mankind, the jinn, the animal kingdom. Nothing is outside of the dominion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And only Allah, He has this description of being the Lord of everything. As for human beings, it's possible that a person is the landlord, meaning the owner of the land or the owner of the property. But him being the owner of the property is restricted. As for Allah being the owner of everything, then it's unrestricted. Allah owns everything all the time. No limits. A person owns a property today, he doesn't own it tomorrow. Right? You have property, you don't pay the water bill. The government puts a lien on your property, you don't they take your property from you. 
Right or wrong, this happens. Right? People have cars and stuff like that. They owe tickets on the car. They come put the boot on the car. And you, your property, you can't even take the boot off of the car. You don't have full ownership and in, 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 uh, disposal over that which you own. So the ownership of a human being is not comparison to the ownership of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is, again, the reason why Allah azza wa jal is deserving of all praise. As Allah azza wa jal, His characteristics are complete and perfect. Now, Allah azza wa jal, He mentions, تَبَارَكَ الَّذِي نَزَّلَ الْفُرْقَانَ عَلَىٰ عَبْدِهِ لِيَكُونَ لِلْعَالَمِينَ نَذِيرًا Blessed be the one who has sent down the criterion upon his servant in order that he be a warner for the alameen. And here meaning al-ins wal-jinn. So at the time, at times the word alam or a fatha over the lamb is referring to the world of mankind or the world of the jinn. And at other times is referring to the entire creation. As Fir'aun, he asked Musa, as Allah states, قَالَ فِرْعَوْنَ وَمَا رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ And Fir'aun, he said, and what is the Lord of the creation? قَالَ رَبُّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْعَرْضِ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا He said in response, the Lord of the heavens and the earth and that which is between the both of them. Now, Imam Anawi rahimullah ta'ala he says Qayyumi as-samawati wal-aradin mudabbir al-khala'iq ajma'in He says Allah azza wa jal is the qayyum of the heavens and the earths and the one who disposes of all of the matters and affairs of the creation Qayyum yani al-qa'im bitadbirihima Allah Azza wa Jal is the one who arranges the affairs of the heavens and the earths. And there is no one who controls this matter of the arranging of the affairs of the heavens and the earth except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah Azza wa Jal from one of his beautiful names is Al-Qayyum. Allah is Al-Qayyum Meaning the one who by way of him Things exist and things are established So everything that is in the heavens and the earth It is established And it is in order by way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Also Allah is the one who Arranges the affairs of creation Everything that takes place in the creation is by way of the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He states, Rahimahullah, Ba'ithir Rusul, Salawatuhu wa salamuhu alayhim, ila al-mukallafin lihidayatihim, wa bayani shara'i al-deen. That Allah azza wa jal, all praises due to him, the one who has sent the messengers. And may his salah and salam be upon them to those who are accountable and responsible for the purpose of guiding them. 
and for the purpose of clarifying the legislations of the religion. Allah Azawajal is the one who sends the messengers. And what is the purpose of Allah Azawajal sending the messengers? Imam Nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala, he stated, for the guidance of those who are responsible. The messengers of Allah that Allah He sent to mankind, they have a duty and a responsibility. They are givers of glad tidings and they are warners. As Allah Azzawajal He mentions, Rusulam Mubashirin wa Mundirin. Messengers who are givers of glad tidings and warners in order that the people will not have an argument or a proof against Allah after the sending of the messengers so when the messengers are sent to the people this is to remove the excuse this is to establish the hujjah upon them to establish the proof of Allah upon them that Allah has created them for his worship In all of the messengers that Allah Azawajal have sent to mankind, all of them are Muslims. All of the messengers, they are Muslims. Those who worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, those who adhere to the rules and regulations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they fulfilled that which was upon them to fulfill. Now, so the messengers, they are the ones that Allah sends them with revelation to a people, to guide these people, and to direct them to that which is pleasing to Allah, and to warn them against that which is not pleasing to Allah from the matters of shirk, kufr, ma'asi, the matters of polytheism, disbelief, Disobedience to Allah and other than that. Salawatuhu wa salamuhu alayhim. May the salah of Allah be upon them. And what is meant by the salah of Allah upon them, meaning Allah mentioning them in the great gathering of the malaika. This is what is meant by the salah of Allah upon the messengers. You have from the adversaries of Islam. Those who seek to discredit Islam, they will use the likes of this statement, or when you find this mentioned in the text that Allah He sends the salah upon His servants, they will say, This is Allah praying to creation. And this, without a doubt, is falsehood. For Allah is Al Khaliq. And the Khalid does not worship the makhluk. The Creator does not worship the creation. Rather, it is upon the creation to worship the Creator. As Allah Azza wa Jalla mentions, 
يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ اُعْبُدُوا رَبَّكُمُ الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ وَالَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّكُونَ O mankind, worship your Lord, the one who has created you. So Allah, He mentions why He is to be worshipped. Because He is the one who has created mankind. So O mankind, worship your Lord, the one who has created you, in order that you may attain piety. As for Allah Azza wa Jal, He's not created. So Allah Azza wa Jal prays to no one and worships no one. But it is upon the creation to worship Him. So when you find the statement, Salawatullah alayhi, may the salah of Allah be upon, meaning that Allah is mentioning, or may Allah mention that individual amongst the high gathering of the malaika. It doesn't mean that Allah is praying to that individual or individuals. And as for the salam of Allah Azza wa Jal, then it is a dua where we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to protect. For Allah Azza wa Jal is as salam, as we say at the end of our prayers, Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam. Tabarakta ya dal jalal wal quran. Oh Allah, you are as salam. And from you is the salam. And from Allah Azza wa Jal is as salam, meaning the protection and the safety and the security from the deficiencies and the harms and the likes. So these messengers are sent to the mukallafin. The mukallaf is al-aqil al-balagh. The mukallaf is the one who has sound mind and the one who has reached the state of puberty. This is the one who is responsible. As the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, رُفِعَ الْقَلَمْ أَنْ ثَلَاثِ الصَّبِي حَتَّى يَبْلُغْ وَالنَّائِمْ حَتَّى يَسْتَيْقِذْ وَالْمَجْنُونَ حَتَّى يَفِيقْ وَكَمَّا قَالَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ That the pen is lifted from three categories of people. Meaning they're not responsible. The child until the child reaches puberty. The person who is sleeping until the person wakes up. And the one who is insane until the person regains his sanity. So in order for someone to be held accountable, the person has to be one of sound mind. And the person has to be one who has reached the state of puberty. And as a side note, the state of puberty is reached by the person either reaching the age of 15 or the sprouting of the pubic hairs or having a wet dream. These are three matters that are shared between both males and females. Any one of these three take place first, the person is in a state of puberty. And you add for the females the monthly cycle. Once her monthly cycle begins, she is in the state of puberty, even if she has not reached the age of 15.
So these are the ones whom Allah Azza wa Jal He sends the messengers to, the people who are responsible, people who are held accountable. And it's for the purpose of guiding them. What guidance? Meaning to convey the message. As guidance, Al-Hidayah is of different categories. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala as well as Shaykh al-Islam ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyyah rahimahullah ta'ala. Both of them in their works have mentioned four categories of Hidayah. Number one, Al-Hidayatul Amma, general guidance. Number two, Hidayatul Irshad, guidance of direction. Number three, Hidayatul Tawfiq, the guidance of success. And number four, Al-Hidayat Al-Akhirah, guidance that will take place in the hereafter. As for Al-Hidayat Al-Ama, the general guidance, and this is something that is shared between Muslim and non-Muslim alike. Also, share between human beings and animals. General guidance, as an example, if there is a forest fire, you find that animals run away from the fire. They don't run into the fire. This is from the general guidance that Allah gives to creation. And that is the guidance of staying away from that which is harmful and going towards that which is a benefit in the worldly affairs. This is general guidance. As for Hidayatul Irshad, the guidance of direction, then the prophets and the messengers, they are guides from the aspect of them having the knowledge. As Allah Azza wa Jal mentions to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, إِنَّكَ لَتَهْدِي إِلَى سِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ Indeed, you guide to a straight path. So, Allah Azza wa Jal describes the Prophet Sallallahu as being one who guides to a straight path. But then in another verse Allah says, إِنَّكَ لَا تَهْدِي مَنْ أَحْبَبْتَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يَهْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءَ Indeed, you, meaning you, O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you do not guide who you love, but Allah guides whom He wills. So here we have one verse, Allah says, the Prophet is a guide, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then we have another verse, Allah says that the Prophet doesn't guide. Is this a contradiction? No. There are no contradictions in the Qur'an. As Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, أَفَلَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنَ وَلَوْ كَانَ مِعِنِّي غَيْرِ اللَّهِ لَوَجِدُوا فِيهِ اخْتِلَافٍ كَثِيرًا Do they not ponder over the Qur'an? And had the Qur'an been from other than Allah, they would find many contradictions in it. You'll find many contradictions, many discrepancies If the Qur'an was from other than Allah Alhamdulillah, the Qur'an is from Allah So therefore we do not have any contradictions in the Qur'an Because Allah, His knowledge is perfect and complete So what is the meaning? One verse, the Prophet is described as being one who guides to a straight path the other verse, the Prophet is described as being one who does not guide who he loves. The scholars explain that these are just two different types of guidance. Where Allah describes the Prophet wasallam as being one who guides to a straight path, this is Hidayatul Irshad. He's a guide, meaning that he has the knowledge to teach the people. 
But as for who's going to accept the knowledge, who's going to practice the knowledge, the Prophet doesn't control that. And that's Hidayatul Tawfiq, the guidance of success. Only Allah controls that. And this is, uh, this was seen in the affair of the Prophet ﷺ and his uncle Abu Talib. And the verse where Allah mentions, you do not guide who you love, but Allah guides whomsoever he wills, came down regarding the uncle of the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. As we know, the Prophet, he had love for his uncle, as his uncle raised him. And his uncle was a support for him and helped him, aided him and protected him and protected the Muslims. And the Prophet ﷺ, he wanted guidance for his uncle Abu Talib to the point when his uncle was on his deathbed, he said, Ya Am, Qul la ilaha illallah kalima uhaju anka or uhaju bika uhaju anka inda Allah yawmul qiyamah kama qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, Oh my uncle, say la ilaha illallah, a word, a statement that I can defend you with in front of Allah on the day of judgment. But it was said to Abu Talib, Atarqab al-millati abdul muttalib, are you going to turn away from the religion of abdul muttalib? And the Prophet kept repeating, Oh my uncle, say la ilaha illallah, a word I can defend you with in front of Allah on the day of judgment. But in the end, his uncle, he died upon the millah, uh, the religion of Abdul Muttalib, worshipping other than Allah. So the Prophet ﷺ, of course, naturally he was sad about this affair. And Allah Azza revealed to the Prophet, إِنَّكَ لَا تَهْدِي مَنْ أَحْبَبْتَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يَهْدِي مَنْ That you, O Muhammad وسلم, you do not guide who you love, but Allah, He guides whomsoever He wills. And then the last category of guidance is the guidance that will take place in the hereafter, meaning the people will either be guided to Al-Jannah or the people will be guided to the Hellfire. Also, Imam Minawi rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions in his introduction, وَبَيَانِ شَرَاعِ الدِّينِ Those, uh, Allah, He sent the messengers to those who are responsible for guiding them and for the purpose of clarifying the legislations of the religion. Here is an important statement from Al-Imam Minawi rahimahullah. And that is that the messengers, they are the ones who clarify for the people how to worship Allah. This is the job of the messengers when Allah He sent them. And likewise, this is the duty and the responsibility of our Prophet Muhammad wasallam, And he fulfilled that duty and that responsibility. The Prophet Muhammad wasallam, as we say, he did not leave any stone unturned. Meaning the Prophet conveyed everything that was upon him to convey. As we have during the farewell hajj, the Prophet wasallam asked, Hal did, I not, did I convey the message? And they affirmed that the Prophet wasallam conveyed the message. And then the Prophet said, Allahumma shahid. O oh Allah, bear witness, I conveyed your message. The Prophet ﷺ did not hide or conceal anything that Allah commanded him to tell the people. 
So the religion is complete and perfect. It has been conveyed to the people. This was the job of the Prophet Muhammad and he did his job. So with that being said, we must be very careful when it comes to our practice of the religion. And that we do not add anything to the religion or take anything away from the religion. Because in adding to the religion or taking away from the religion, it is as if the person is saying that the Prophet Muhammad left something out. So we have to add it. Or the Prophet Muhammad he put something there that doesn't belong there, so we have to remove it. So therefore the religion is not complete until we do the addition or the subtraction. And this is a dangerous speech. Because we as Muslims, we have to believe that the Prophet Muhammad conveyed the message. And he taught us everything that we are in need of knowing. And that the Prophet did not hide anything from the religion that Allah commanded him to convey. And there are narrations that's going to deal with this matter in detail. But as Allah he mentions, لِكُلِّنْ جَعَلْنَّا مِنْكُمْ شِرْعَةً وَمِنْهَاجَ And for every prophet we have made from amongst you, for them a legislation and a methodology. So the prophets and the messengers, they have legislation, they have methodology to teach the people the correct way of worshipping Allah, to teach the people the correct way of believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This matter does not return back to a person's intellect and a person's personal views and feelings. The religion is not based upon that. The deen of Allah is based upon what he revealed to Prophet Muhammad and not what you feel. Because unfortunately we have in these days and times, people they make the deen or the religion a matter of how they feel instead of a matter of what has been revealed to the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, and this is incorrect Why is that? Because Our feelings, our experiences, our thoughts It differs from one person to another That's one So if everyone's Religious practices Are to be based upon How a person feels A person's personal views and experiences in life Then everyone is going to have their own religion you're going to have your religion because you have your views and your feelings. I'm going to have my own religion because I have my views and my feelings. And this is, this is chaos. And that which Allah has revealed is free from being chaotic. Another point, human beings are subjected to right and wrong. Sometimes we are right, sometimes we are wrong. As for Allah, He's always right. Allah makes no mistakes. So the protection, the isma, the infallibility is in what Allah has revealed and not in our personal views. As Imam Malik rahimahullah ta'ala he stated, Kullun yu'khad minhu or yurad. Every individual, his statement is accepted or rejected. Except for the one in the grave Meaning the Prophet Why? Because the Prophet is conveying on Allah It's not coming from him 
It's coming from Allah. So when the Prophet is teaching the religion, he makes no mistakes. No. Imam Nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala he mentioned Biddala'il al-Qat'iyya wa wadihat al-Burahin that the messengers they clarify the legislations of the religion with clear cut evidences with clear cut evidences this is how the the messengers they convey the religion Meaning no shubahat, no doubts. They convey the religion with clear-cut evidences. Inshallah ta'ala, we will stop at this point. And whatever is correct, the praise is for Allah Azawajal alone. And whatever is incorrect, it is for myself. Inshallah ta'ala, we will uh, continue next Wednesday. Bi'idhnillahi ta'ala. Wa subhanaka Allahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha ila anta staghfiru wa matuhu.